Welcome. To, Welcome. To nerds. Why are you Googling gay horses? Because <laughs> I'm sharing my screen with you and I thought it'd be whatever pictures I found would be pretty funny. Uh, I mean, you could just put up the itinerary so I could read it off uh, where the listeners could find us. Hey, quick animal fact. Horses are gay is what this picture says. Oh, thank you. All right. Where can they find us? They could find us in hell. <laughs> Somebody start over. We're all the no, no. Uh, they can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash nerds a podcast. Uh, same for Twitch, YouTube, and our email, nerds a podcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is nerd podcast. And uh, we have a special guest this week. If Aaron, you want to hit the drop? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hello. Hey, Seth. How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. What's going on? So we got Seth Myers from Who's, uh, Who's Next Gaming Podcast Network Worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. Worldwide. Boats and hoes. That's it. I like it. Uh, I actually uh, met Seth last week. Um, I went over his house. Whoa. That's right. Is oh, this true? Yeah, went to the kingdom. How I kissed the pinky ring on the way in. That's right. That's what y'all got to do. Was it a cool <clears throat> house or was it dirty and gross and you felt awkward? <laughs> actually, his Dirt, pinky but, was up his yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and the ring appeared on it. When he pulled it out. Well, I don't want to tell you what the ring is, but there's a little <laughs> yeah. secret. A little O-ring? <laughs> a little blown out O-ring. All right. So this week, uh, we're going to get into Ghostbusters uh, trailer, which we saw a little bit. Um, did Did you guys get a chance to look at the, um, the new Xbox pictures? The Series X? Yeah. Yeah. They can't stick. They can't stick to the naming convention to save their lives, can they? No. And they can't name uh, their systems anything interesting or good at all, ever. Yeah. Like, nope. it's all really dumb. The, the nomenclature doesn't make any sense. And not, like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just like, Xbox, Xbox Pickle, Xbox Two. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck? I can see some old, old person going to try to buy their grandkids an Xbox and just asking for one. It's going to be like, do you want the Xbox X, the Xbox One X, the Xbox One S? Do you want the Xbox S Series X? And it, they're just going to be lost. <laughs> <laughs> or what about the Xbox 360? What? <laughs> yeah, you just sent them through 360. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, I, did they release any specs or anything on it? They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't watch any of it. <laughs> I can tell. I have been pretty caught up in uh, my butthole. Mm. And I've been poor... caught. Don't... My tongue has been caught up in there too. In my rubber band. Wait, what? Yeah, butthole's delicious. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're clearly on Skype, so there's a little awkwardness. We'll get over it. Uh, let's go into our weeks. It's right. been. Who wants to go? So, I'll go first. Uh, 
my week has been uh, traveling, as as you just heard. Um, I was in uh, New Orleans, and um, I got to play on the plane a lot of uh, Pokemon uh, Sword. I think you got Shield, right? I got Sword. All right, I got Shield then. I got the opposite of what you got. Um, <laughs> it's kind of easy. I'm probably like a good uh, five hours in or six hours in. And, uh, you know, from what I'm reading and, and what, like, Nana and Finn are saying, it's like the Elite Four is like a, a cakewalk. Yeah, uh, the whole game's a fucking cakewalk. Other than uh, catching Pokemon, which apparently if you just use Quick Balls, it's easy. Is there another way to catch them? Uh, well, you know, you're supposed to, like, paralyze them and get them low but i do all that and i'll still have to use like fucking 15 great balls mm. i do constantly so. want to take a picture of great balls <laughs> and just <laughs> post it on everything and be like why thank you mm. you don't say i i don't like the fact that there's a couple like uh like just strong pokemon just kind of like wandering around and they're like super strong so what's the what's the point of even having them out? You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, I guess if you pair against them, if you have enough of the like the counter type, then you could take them down. But, yeah, but you can't I even mean, catch them. I'm sorry. You can't catch them. You have to have the right badge to catch them, and at that point, you should be of level. If you throw balls at them, because what I do is I fight them, and I was trying to catch them, and then I realized you can't. So. Huh. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, you go to throw the ball, and it's like they're too wild to catch, or something, some dumb thing. It's it's well, good, but it's a it's definitely easy peasy. Well, um, I did pre-order from Limited Run Games, uh, Metal Slug Three, uh, the collector's edition. It's like in the Neo Geo shock case, and comes with some art and like a card and stuff like that. That actually came in the mail today, which I'm super excited of about. Um, I'm staring at it right now. Uh, it's beautiful, man. I mean, they did such a good job on the casing and everything. And it's for uh, PS4, the one that I got. I don't know if they came out with any other versions for like Switch or anything else, but um, yeah, it's playable on PS4. So that's the second. Uh, that's the second game of their Neo Geo Shock Box collection, like you know, former Neo Geo games. Uh, they just uh, took pre-orders for the third, which I, I didn't. Um, it, it's Super Combo. Which I didn't uh, pre-order or do anything with. Do you remember the the Jack box? It's like you don't know Jack, and then all the other you don't know Jack games. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's it. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going somewhere with it. No, just remember those. <laughs> yes, yes. Remember, remember when. Um, so this past week, uh, when I was out of town, uh, Jesse actually stayed at my house, Jester, um, and dude. He literally went through almost every game and like read every manual, and only played like two to three games. That's really funny. But uh, one of the games that he, he put in, but he he never actually played was um, the game that Seth is playing right now the the Norman Reedus uh, Traveler game. Death oh, Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding. Norman Reedus and his Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> That's right, man. How are literally- you feeling about that game? Oh, I, I like it. I, I love it, man. I, I actually really been enjoying it. But um, I don't know. Like, I get why people have hangups and problems with it. But 
It's one of those things that like, see, I didn't care for Metal Gear Solid Five. The gameplay and everything was great, but it felt so open world and and kind of unfocused, and and the story was pretty lacking in that one. This game feels like it found a way because even with the open world nature of the game, it's still pretty linear. Like you can go out and do these things and make these deliveries, but it still feels contained in a way so that like you know, it doesn't feel like overwhelming. Like there's just all types of shit everywhere. And then there's just like a map of like, go do this, go do that. I mean, you can just fire through the game or you can stop and build relationships by making these deliveries and such. And as you progress, you know, the even the level design, like the terrain and everything becomes very different. There's areas that are a lot harder to get through. Then you're like, oh, this area is like haunted with BTs. And this area has a shit ton of mules. And like you just kind of strategize your way. You know, like I've like I went to a mule camp and I stole one of their trucks and I just been making all the deliveries and just packing shit in and, and finding ways to do it. I mean, honestly, when you look at most games, too, it is about just going from A to B to C and doing things. You know, yeah, there's not an action type of like, um, well, there is like a fighting. Like I put up videos of me fighting the mules and stuff. And then also you shooting down BTs and creeping through the area. There's horror elements to the game and mild action elements to the game, but it doesn't lean on those things. It constantly kind of like, evolves the gameplay evolves as you open up new items and new things to do and and the story is pretty interesting i've been reading like all the emails and all the interviews and stuff like that and piecing together the story i find i've been finding it interesting just kind of diving into the world so um i mean i like it but how are you community building when you're stealing when you're literally stealing other people's like property well it's not other people in the game right i'm stealing computers property okay so the people in the game like so to put it like this right i go through this one area when you first start and it's rocky it's hard as fuck to get across you're climbing places you're running from mules and all this kind of shit right later on i connect everything to the chiral network and all of a sudden boom there's bridges everywhere because you know let's say oh look keith he built a bridge over there thanks keith now i'm using this hey keith look i built this road or you know what keith I put like a shit ton of metals and a shit ton of stuff in here. Later on, when you come play, you can come fill it up and boom, we have a road where now we have this road that cuts through a lot of the nonsense and we can get to the deliveries and stuff like that. But it takes time to build to that. So you spend your time building those up. Like there was one place where I dropped off a shit ton of metals and then I went and did this delivery somewhere, scaled up this mountain, cut through ghosts and shit like that. And then when I came back, the road was there. Somebody else finished it. It was dope. Wait, wait, wait. I, Who's someone else? Like someone else? Like just somebody else? Just another in a community play. or yeah, just another player. But it, it it does online play the way I like online play. All right. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold on. You're you're blowing my mind here. So like, okay. if I am playing, because yeah. this is a part of the game I I I, I didn't know about. If I am playing, yeah. and I'm connected to the internet. And yeah. you're playing. Whatever you do in the game would then show on my map? Potentially. I'm not exactly sure how it hooks you up with other players, but there is like basically a player base that you're kind of connected with. I assume that it's going to go by your friends list, 
because okay. I've heard other podcasts that talked about they seen their friends doing it. But like me and you can't connect together and play together. That's not no, how no. it's set. And personally, I, I kind of like that too. So, because so I just wait till you beat the game and then I just run through it. Basically, you could, <laughs> but you you can't you can't actually do that though, right? Because you in your gameplay you have to connect to the chiral network. Yeah. So that initial first movement is going to be troublesome. It's going to be the the difficulty in the game. It's going to be the things that challenge you. Once you connect it to the chiral network, yeah, you might see all the bridges I post up. Like it opens up to where like you're not having to fight through what you originally did. Now it's easier. And then you can put in and make it even easier for yourself and everyone else. And like you can go and like, okay, this place is kind of hard to get to. So I'm going to set this here. I'm going to put a climbing anchor here. I'm going to put a ladder here. And shit, you know, a week later you can play the game. And, oh, there's my ladder. Oh, there's that. Now, over time, the timefall rain, if you put it in places that it, it rains a lot in, the rain ages things forward. So it will deteriorate the things that you put up. But if you put it in places that don't get much rainfall, like I have shit that's still up there. I'm like, damn. I put that up like a long time ago. And then I've seen other people will give me likes and see other people like use it. And the game will tell you, oh, this player used the thing you put up. All right, cool. Like you, you, you're, you're part of the community and you're playing online, but you're not really. It's still a solo experience. You're still getting a solo story and you're getting it in a linear fashion, but it's, but it's also open world. I felt like with Metal Gear Solid Five. He tried to do something like that, but to me, in my opinion, he failed. Because the open worldness and the waiting for the helicopter to come and all this kind of stuff like that, like that kind of took away from the story beats. And here it feels like I, I'm I'm with it more. I'm connected to it more. And and, and it still feels pretty linear. Uh, cause you kind of go so far as what I've experienced, you go in sections. So there's like one section that I started in. And then when I moved into chapter three, I kind of moved into this other area. You get on a boat and you travel to this other area. And now I'm connecting all these places. And so my assumption is that I will like maybe traverse again to some other area, but I haven't gotten far enough in it yet. Cause like I've been distracted with like building up roads and making things easier for me and other people. And like, I'll go raid a mule camp and take all their medals and all their shit and I'll go bring it and put it where I want to put it or, you know, whatever the case is. And building up the five-star ratings amongst the people you do deliveries with. Because if you build up the stars, they give you special gear and special equipment that that helps you. So it's, for me, I, I've been finding it pretty fascinating. It's a different kind of game. Like, literally, the ground you walk on is the enemy. Because like certain areas with how the ground is, like the level itself is difficult to deal with against just like that. But it's I've got it on hard mode. And to be honest, it's, it's not really that hard. Like I, I, I'm just kind of breezing through it, putting it on normal and easy. Like I'm not exactly sure what the difficulties entail, but like it should just be kind of a fun play. And then there's like there's moments like literally where like oh I'm, I'm making this like long walk i just got through this like bt infested forest or whatever and i cleared through it and it was rough and like i'm now just kind of walking and all of a sudden the camera like sits back and the music starts playing 
And it's almost like just like a just chill, like chill vibe. Just make this like you got through the hard part and you just make it to the end and you get your delivery done and all that kind of shit. It does some interesting things that like for me, I found fascinating. Is uh, Mads Mickelson really the bad guy that they make him out to be? You might have spoiled it for me because I don't know. I'm not that far into it. The most you see a Mads Mickelson, as far as what I've experienced is every time you go to rest uh, and your BB recharges like a fucking battery, you, yeah. uh, you, when you come back up, you'll see a cut scene of like the BB's um, memory or something like that. Like you're connected with it in that way. And he's seeing Mads Mickelson and he's, there's something about a lady Lisa that I guess he was in love with. And um, I guess that's his baby. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm assuming so. And he keeps talking to the baby about like, oh, we'll do this and that. And like, he just, it, but it's still pretty vague. I haven't gotten far enough to where that gets explained yet. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not sure if he's right now. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. Okay. To be honest, it almost sounds like some of the other people are bad. Like, I heard a I heard a podcast say it, and it's actually kind of true. This game almost takes a stance on being pro life or pro choice, because they treat these uh, BBs like just tools, like like a battery. It's just a way to see BTs, really. And once the B the BB is like no longer of use, you just throw it away, dispose of it, you kill it, because it's from a stillborn mother. They call them stillborn mo- mothers or something like that, which I'm not sure what exactly that means i'm assuming the mom died giving birth and it's still like not exactly born but it's maybe about i don't know six eight months in or something like that in the process so since it's technically not a life you know you can take it and use it and throw it away when you're done however in this game they're showing you know norman Reedus building a connection with this bb making it seem like it, it there actually is a life so I don't know if he's purposely making a like pro-life statement, but it, it kind of almost feels like the game's almost making that statement. But nobody's – I have never really heard too many people talk about it, but like one other podcast I listen to. So, so. That's a different way to look at it. Because mm-hmm. I know he saves it, you know. And, I mean, that's uh, that's something that they tell you right in the beginning of the game. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm not that far in. I think I just started Chapter 2. Uh, but now – Jesse took my game, so uh, it's whenever he's done with it. <laughs> yeah, I hope I, he likes it. I mean, I, I it, it's one of those you're gonna get sucked in or you're not. You know, like I it. Like if you say it's a shit game, and you know, I, I, yeah, like it's it doesn't fit the normatives of what we typically play as games, and it does have a pretty unique, uh, almost uh, I wouldn't say non-violence, but it definitely like a non-killing. Like it's a game that. If you kill somebody, it's really fucking bad because you'll create a void out and these BTs will come and create a crater in the earth. Like it's it's bad. You you all your weapons are designed to not kill people. Like you and it's something he's kind of always played with in Metal Gear where you got better ratings and stuff if you beat the game without killing anybody. You basically just use your trank gun for everybody and even though it's harder you get you know more rewards and your ratings and stuff at the end. In this game, it's kind of like that, but it's just the game itself is that. It's it's don't kill anyone. So um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's it's a game that's finding different ways other than just like violence to to have these game mechanics in. Mm. So 
it's funny because you, you you're saying you know part of the game is not to kill anyone but i mean we you know most people go through life without killing anyone right unless yeah. it's literally your job when the army or air force or whatever but you know most of us do an okay job i mean i've i've gone 33 years without killing anyone yeah same here same so i think that's the point of the game i think is games are that um there's something you never do so in this you explore it in a way that you know kind of makes it comical makes it like like video games in particular like they'll go to extremes of like you know mortal Kombat, ripping people's hearts out of doing just insane shit that yeah. you never do of course you'll never do it i think that's why people have less people are wrapped up less about violence than they are about sex because sex is something that everybody does but sex is such a taboo thing it's such a we still kind of like oh you know you can't show the nipples no not too much it's rated r you know and uh but violence is uh no oh yeah go ahead because it's it's not something we experience at all on a daily so Mm -hmm. I i think that might be why but um yeah i like nipples but i gotta say i still have no interest in fucking death stranding like I don't know that I've ever been less interested in a game. Like, I don't know. I don't know why either. I just, it just sounds like the least fun game I could think to play. It's just, I know that, like, you know, you're right. Every game's story is basically go to from A to B to C to D to E, you know? But it's never Mm -hmm. been so blatantly just like, Hey, here's a fucking fetch quest. The game. Yeah, no, it's it's true, but um, the things it does f- for you doing these like fetch quests though are, are what makes it interesting and makes you come back and play. And also the the online mechanic too. The the because you know what it is. It's 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 literally Breath of the Wild fused with Minecraft. Like I I feel like it's a mix of those two games. You're yeah, literally well, building bridges, roads, and all types of shit. Maybe not as creatively as you're doing on Minecraft. Yeah, I was going to say. But you're shit like that. But also, on top of that, you're just exploring this world in a way. Like, And you are. There, there is exploration. There is places to go. You, you can find you know, unique things here and there, you know, everywhere. But there, there is a linear structure to it so that if you just want to get the story and stuff, that, that's there for you as well. So, but no, I mean, it's not a game. I think like uh, from what you said, like I'm not here to sell you on it because like it's, it's going to be that either you're interested or you just not. (laughs) I don't think you're wrong. Like I can understand where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would never tell anyone that it's a bad game because I don't know. I've never played it. You know what I mean? I just know that I have no interest and I, it's weird because I mean, I've never really played a Kojima game. I don't know that I care about him either. I played oh, okay. PT and I beat it once and then, you know, the the demo and I was like, that was cool. And then that's You never played the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solids? Nope. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I don't, you know, I kind of missed the boat on them. I played a little bit of 5 or Phantom Pain or whichever one that was. For, I did the hospital part um, and all the way up to like the flaming unicorn guy that rides out and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on and I this has nothing to do with being a secret agent and I moved on with my life. Yeah, I played Metal Gear 1. I beat that game in a night. I stayed up all night and beat that game in one fucking night the first time I learned about it. 
And then I proceeded to beat that game multiple times. One, two, uh, three, I think I've only ran through maybe twice. Four, I ran through, I think, once. It's pretty epic, long, like a lot of cutscene stories and stuff like that in it. I I enjoyed it. Like, I don't know. For me, I just enjoyed Kojima shit. Like the his style, his you know, his way of portraying things. It's just something I'm into, and I and I'm digging Death Stranding. Like, it's not what I expected, but it's I'm there for it. Well, and I've been a fan of the Metal Gear Solids, so you know. You're not alone. You know, there's a ton of people that love him. I just, I don't know. You know, like I never played his game, so I just have no predisposition to his worlds or you know his style of of uh gaming so again i'll never tell anyone that they're they're wrong in liking it it's just i don't have it in me and yeah, maybe you know no. maybe one day i'll play it and i'll be like holy shit this is the greatest thing i ever played but i don't think so no. i really don't because you're gonna have to sit through about a two hours of cutscenes before you get to play the game oh yeah, you'll lose your mind aaron <laughs> but it's it's yeah. it's a movie it's a story i mean it's with yep. actors yeah, I'm just yeah. not a big fan of that shit, man. I'm, I'm hey, a... um, do you guys remember the the podcast where I filed a complaint against uh, the Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Yeah, did they ever respond? <laughs> they responded to me today. Oh shit! What they say? Four hours ago. Um, I would really appreciate if you follow the steps below to be in the best page. <laughs> Please be sure to clear your cache on your system. Please be sure to unplug your system and router for a solid 10 minutes. If you're playing wirelessly, I strongly recommend wire connections if possible. Fuck you, Kevin T at Activision. <laughs> that definitely is not a Kevin. <laughs> oh, God. Typical Kevin. Please make sure you have a, the proper ports forwarded and an open NAT uh, type. Here's instructions to help support you oh my god seriously <laughs> i mean like this is like an issue that's all over the internet and like you're gonna push it back onto the user yep always uh, please please doing the following yeah i would appreciate if you were to restart your system <laughs> that's my favorite all right uh unplug it and plug it back in after 30 seconds and you're like dude do you think i didn't do that 40 times before i called you because i knew you were going to tell me to yeah um what else was your week keith that was a uh, a good death stranding review since none of us have played it yeah, yeah. um that's pretty much it for my week that i would like to get into right now and then we'll get into the main topics later on and a little bit of news all right, my week's quick. Uh, I DM'd uh, the first session for D and D, uh, and nice went pretty with your binders and your books because you went all out. I went all out because I I have to like I'm not naturally great at organization, so I have to like work at it. So I went out of my way and I spent a bunch of money and I got all the shit I needed to to kind of get my life together because DMing is it's tough, man. It's not easy, and you know you you're in charge of the whole thing, so. You have to be like ready for your players to go against all the shit you planned. Because that's the thing. You're going to have a plan, and they're going to do the exact opposite of what you want them to do. Because they're people. They're not, you know, it's not a, you're not writing a book. You're, you are, you're interactive storytelling together. You're creating a story together, but all your plans will be out the window. So 
the best thing you can do is just be ready. So that's what I did. I printed out all the monsters that they, you know, all the different NPCs and monsters and anything they were going to encounter. I printed out their stats. I had it all ready. I, you know, had my book all uh, marked up. I, I paid, it was like a pay what you want um, download file from this website called the DMs Guild. Um, and someone had written like a how to run this campaign. It was just tips and like little things to keep track of and, you know, be ready for printed that and i still miss stuff like i still fucked up and i don't know it was fun though it's you know you, you can never know what people are gonna fucking do i wasn't ready for like there's a part where uh this character is hiding out in this town so the the beginning of this campaign starts with people all going to this town for whatever reason you know they they, they suggest a couple i kind of made a mixed bag based on everyone's backstory and stuff um but they get to the town and it's empty and there's goblins there and wargs and all this stuff right but they get if they search all the houses there's a one human person hiding and it's this lady and she's like a agent of this group um and i kind of wove it into ian's backstory since he's from the town this group's from and you know he's sort of his character's a disgraced uh half drow person who was like in politics and he got kicked out of Waterdeep, and uh so i kind of had her group be part of what that was and why he was going there um and <laughs> i had her like trying to fool them she used the same initials as her name and they knew her name but you know she had a different name but the same initials so i wanted them to kind of figure it out and they did but then i uh <laughs> there's like a part where if they hang out in town too long uh the rest of, or six more people from her crew show up because like her whole thing is she's trying to take this town over for them as like to make it their little hub for this area and <laughs> so i had the guy show up right after they they were interrogating her and they were like fucking with a goblin and then all of a sudden i had them yelling like you know her name or whatever and they're like oh shit and so they just fucking kill her and leave. <laughs> they just slit her throat and leave her there. And I'm like, well, I mean, I didn't carry it away, but I was like, yeah. And they killed her snake. She had a flying snake, and the flying snake is like how these guys send their messages to each other. <laughs> and I just really enjoyed when uh, <laughs> one of our characters shot it, or I think he threw a dagger at it or whatever, and he rolled really well and killed it. And I just had her scream, Larry! <laughs> I just wanted the snake's name to be Larry. So then the guy, it's really the guy, one of the guys that's coming into town, Snake, and he's going to be real pissed that both his snake and his girlfriend are dead. <laughs> it's uh, it's weird stuff, man. And then they got to go to a cave full of goblins and ogres. That's the next part. I also, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. It, is this where you're actually building the, the little figurines and things like that? So I bought Kelsey a, a figurine, yeah. Uh, Ian ordered his own again. I mean, we all have our own from our last characters, so I'll use some of those as uh, you know models this time. But I just bought a thing called um, Dungeon Craft. It's by a company called 1985 Games. And uh, it was a Kickstarter, but you know, obviously I just found it now, so they're still selling it. And uh, it's a book of cutouts you can get. They're all laminated and cardstock, like they're thick. And you can lay them out on your battle map and build out towns and, you know, keeps and whatever with these things. So there's like tables or 
there's actual buildings you can have. Whoa. They're two-sided, so one side will be the building with the roof on and everything, and the other side, you flip it over, it'll be the interior of the building. Um, so I don't have to draw, which is great. Uh, and I have my dungeon tiles that I can use for when we're in like the caves and all that stuff. So, But I can use these to fill out the rooms that I build up, too, so it's pretty cool. That should come by the end of the week. And we're our second session will be this weekend. But then I have surgery on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe that you're going to have surgery on Christmas Eve. But speaking of Christmas, uh, I did get the Christmas card that uh, you and Kelsey sent me. Oh, and yeah. I love uh, the drawing. Because you're actually pretty decent at drawing. I mean, you're not like an illustrator or anything. But like at least you could draw a face and not stick figures, you know? Well, I just, I'm just i more of a cartoonist than anything. And I don't... You're do- your doodler. I don't spend a lot of time on those, but I do have fun with it. I start running out of ideas. I don't even remember what I fucking drew on yours. Uh, what I, is it? Abby was the one who opened the card, uh, my stepdaughter, and uh, and uh, I got kind of nervous that she had the card <laughs> first. <laughs> that Uncle Aaron might have wrote something inappropriate. Like no, no, anyone I had kids except for my friend Rick. His daughter is only one. She's two now. I drew a dick, but I gave it a, a Santa hat on it. There you go. <laughs> and a face. And the card said, do not show this to your kid. <laughs> I should. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture and send it uh, to the to the Instagram so everyone what can see What did it. I draw on yours? Do you remember? I'll go grab it. Okay. Hold on. So, Seth, my uh, fiance sends out Christmas cards. And my part of it is I draw on the left side of, you know, on the blank side of the card. And so I just willy-nilly draw whatever <laughs> and i try to cater it to the people but uh i definitely drew uh, a harry potter thing because it said like hope your christmas is magical so i drew harry potter and it said did someone say magic and uh <laughs> i did it on one to kelsey's aunt and they're apparently really religious and they wouldn't let their kids watch harry potter <laughs> it's the- I remember, I remember when that movie came out because I, I grew up in church, and I remember when those movies came out and like there was like protest people in like mm-hmm. parking lots, shit like that. Like, no, oh, no, don't watch Harry Potter; they're gonna summon a demon. Never happened. Nope. <laughs> All right, hold on. Keith's gonna put it up to the camera. Oh, it's Santa. Nope. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Santa. And uh, Santa broke edge. He's he has a little doobie in his mouth with two. Uh, yeah. Sam handles <laughs> and uh, it says X Merry Christmas X Santa has broken edge put the barrel down your throat <laughs> there you go <laughs> I drew Santa but, on yours did y'all see, see the little he's stoned to the yeah, bone too I can see it I can see a little doobie in his mouth yeah <laughs> <laughs> did y'all see the little video I, I put up I was at um I was at some kind of thing it was like at a grocery store by my house and uh, kids, a polar bear. Uh, it's a no, not a rouses actually. It's a budget um, saver. And um, so I, I hear this, <laughs> and I turn around, and Santa Claus is coming out to this. <laughs> and I'm like, only in New Orleans, fucking Santa come out to fucking chop a stuff. <laughs> I saw that video. It's pretty funny. That's pretty amazing, by the way. To come out fucking cheeks clapping, bro. Dude. Yeah, man. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
<laughs> they play that for the Saints games a lot too. They do that one or the Yin Yang Twins one. Um, there's the other one. Uh, who that? So yeah, it's everywhere. Even Santa gets hit with that down in New Orleans. I thought the Yin Yang Twins only had beat that pussy out. I thought that there was no, they, they got another song. Um it's a stand up and get crunk or some shit like that. And then they, uh, who that say they're going to beat them saying some shit like that. I don't know. It's, it's, there's a couple there's like two or three songs that are like saints or, or not even saints, just bounce music and shit like that, that they play for saints games and all that shit. No, uh, chopper style is one of the big ones. You always hear it down here. For chopper sure. style, chopper style, chopper style. Never heard that song yeah, until just, just do now. that Pete for, for <laughs> just repeat yeah. that for, quite a number of times <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a hit you've got a hit man you got it dude just, i wish me, Santa... me and aaron got in the lab man i'm gonna set a beat up for you and you <laughs> can just repeat something just keep saying it over and over again and uh i'll make a hit man i'll get some girls shaking their ass to it in no time <laughs> here's what i wish santa would come out to previously on x-men <laughs> <laughs> just fucking uh, anyways, that'd, that'd great. so Seth, what's your life been like? You don't have a week, but what have you been up to? Life is my life. Uh, somebody just gave me the uh, complete uh, box set of the original Baki TV show. Oh, shit. So kind of started watching that a little bit. Uh, also been watching The Watchmen. I'm one episode away from finishing it. That's a pretty dope show. It's I I got Aaron hooked. Uh, Aaron, how, how many episodes did did you watch? Just the uh, day that I was watching, or did you watch more? Yeah, I just watched one. But now that it's over, I'll watch the rest of it. I didn't want to get into yeah. it and then be mad that I had to wait. I hear too that this is not going to be an ongoing show. It's just a one-off. It's yeah. just like a little like mini series. The season one, that's it. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So Damon yeah. Lindloff said that if it came back, it'd be a completely separate story. It'd be an anthology. Fuck! It kind of um, man. All right, I I won't get into the uh, ending there, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, it leaves a couple things open. Okay. Um. Um. Have you read Doomsday Clock at all? The comic? No. Serious? I've been reading that. That that's pretty good. Um. There's a whole thing in there about the Superman theory, and uh, basically people are starting to come to this realization that ever since Superman came to Earth all types of other super beings have started surfacing and they think that Superman is the cause of this. And it, a lot of it is stringing back to when rebirth happened and uh, the Watchmen universe is coming into the DC universe. And you see like um, Warshak is actually a, a black dude whose dad was Warshak's psychiatrist. So um, there's some interesting things with that. It's, it's 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 actually really good, and I think they just dropped the last issue. It's a 12 issue series, but they've been releasing them like every other month. So it's taken almost two years for the shit to be done. But um, that's a pretty good one too. So if you get a chance, you ever catch comics around or something like that, Doomsday Clock is actually pretty good. If you want more Watchmen, and uh, that's in the comics, the future of the Watchmen combining in with that. You actually see um, Dr. Manhattan just take out almost the whole DC universe with a snap of his fingers. Like, oh, he's, shit. yeah, it's, it gets pretty wild. They all jump him on uh, some other planet. I, I don't know if it's Mars. It might still be, but um, 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty dope. And then you see uh, there's actually a really cool scene where Dr. Manhattan does like the thing that he does in the show where he's like, oh, it's 1938 and, you know, such and such happened and I'm doing this. Well, he does that with Superman. He's like, it's 1938 and, and Superman exists. Wait, no, that's wrong. It's 1941 and Superman is first introduced. Wait. It's not, and it's actually all the comic issues that Superman has restarted or been reintroduced into comics connection. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan's like, wait, this is peculiar. Like he doesn't understand what's going on with Superman, and it's building to a fight between Doctor Manhattan and Superman, and who's gonna win or something like that. Because he sees them fighting, but he can't see the outcome. Doctor Manhattan, he doesn't know what's gonna happen in the comics. So it's actually pretty fascinating. It's a really dope scene because he's going through all the – and you can even see some of the older artwork and stuff and all the old versions of Superman through time. And he's like, I don't understand. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty cool. So the Doomsday Clock is actually not bad. I've been reading that. And, of course, I've uh, – Death Stranding, we got into that. Um, I've been playing a lot of fucking games. Um, uh, Outer Worlds, uh, beat that. That's pretty good. I did that on Supernova, and uh, that shit was pretty rough. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was rough. I started uh, it on hard, and it's fucking hard. But it's not yeah. like I I don't find it necessarily fun hard. It's just like things hit really hard and take too much damage or too much shots yeah. to kill. So I'm just like, ugh. You know, it's funny you say that because like that was my experience on Supernova. But like I hear other people like, oh, uneasy and normal, it's like too easy. So like hard is the best way to play the game. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. On Supernova, it's it's difficult for dumb reasons too. Because there's a save system here that like you can't in Supernova mode. The hardest thing about Supernova mode is you can't auto save. You can only save in the ship, or you can save when you're transitioning between like um like cities or something like when you whenever you see a load screen it does an auto save for you mm. the problem is every time you get an auto save it doesn't save you to the place you went to it saves you right in front of the door you fucking tried to go out of so every time you die and restart an auto save you have to go through two load screens uh. just it is a pain in the fucking ass it is the worst design the only good thing about it is you can trick the system so that you can actually you can only fast travel back to your ship. So when you fast travel to your ship, though, it's a load screen. So that gives you an auto save. So basically, anytime if you want to save wherever you're at, you can kind of trick the game in a way to just traveling to your ship and then going back to the menu screen and reloading. And now every time you die, you'll respawn right there. But again, it's a hassle to do that shit. So I would only do it if I was like, this is a rough part I'm at. So I'm going to just go through this rigmarole here to do that. It took me um, till I got the Monarch before I really started getting a good rhythm, leveled up a good bit and had some decent weapons to where I wasn't dying as much. But your uh, your your partners and stuff, they die very fucking fast and they permanently die i kept oh, online alive but a lot of times they would just like stay your bitch ass in the ship i'm gonna go kill these people and then yeah. i'll take you out to talk to some people and you can get all the lone yeah. wolf like talents or whatever and shit so you can survive a little easier 
Yeah, that, 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 that does help. So, but uh, I mean, other than other than that, uh, I did really enjoy Outer Worlds. That was uh, that was pretty good. So, um, yeah, I, I bet I played a little bit of Gears Five. Uh, I want to get back to Gears Five, but I'm kind of got my attention more focused on that, on like Death Stranding right now. And um, and I, I actually took time to finish Outer Worlds before going to Death Stranding because I knew I would either be spending a lot of time with Death Stranding or just quitting. But I did pick up uh, Borderlands 3, and me and my brother have started playing Borderlands 3. Fucking woof. So, huh? I said fucking woof. <laughs> Get ready to be annoyed. That game's fucking terrible. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Shooting's fun, I but... A lot of I hate that story. I, I, It's so bad. Aaron, is there a current game you actually like right now? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Path of Exile. They just released a new uh, expansion. Uh, I've been playing. You've been playing. Me and it my too? brother, you've been playing that. Yeah, it's a good game, man. It's um, it's tough. You got to follow a build um, to even know. And I have to right now avoid the uh, like I've been avoiding buying gear because that invalidates everything. Because there's so if you play on PC, there's a website called Poe Trade. Um, mm-hmm. or POE goods, I'm sorry. So it's at poe.trade. And if you go there, you can type in uh, like what you're looking for, uh, the rarity and everything, and it'll, sell, it'll show you a list of people auctioning. And if you click uh, Whisper, it'll copy their, a message to them saying, hey, I want to buy this uh, from this tab in your stash for this currency, which they, ho- they put it up for. Um, and mm-hmm. the currency, it's all in-game currency. You know, You don't buy or sell anything for real money, but it just makes things easy. It's like an auction house, and it makes things... <laughs> it's like I don't ever find anything by myself. So I've been playing basically as a solo self-found uh, without actually making the character solo self-found. And I've been on three, so um, I don't think I've gotten far enough to, to... Like what you're telling me right now, I'm a little lost on. Basically, all I've been doing is finding stuff with my brother. He's kind of been because he's played the shit out of this game. He told me the difficulty really ramps up after a certain point. The currently where we at though, it hasn't been that hard. I've been playing as a like the the archer character with the arrows and shit. Oh yeah, and I've been like I've built all the um, the attacks on her to where like my brother's been like, dude, she's fucking ridiculous because like I just rain down arrows from the sky and there'd be like poison shit everywhere and then I'm just like just wherever I go, just rapid firing arrows and just a rain of arrows and it the enemies die fast. Very fast. He don't even get a chance to get a hit sometimes how fast these enemies die with the the build out. But he's also kind of helped me by like finding some really good shit and be like, okay, here, and I'll just have this fire as like bow and shit like that and go with it. Well, but, wait till you get to um, like the later acts. I there was a certain point I was on a guy and I felt so strong, and then I got to the next act because you know there's like ten acts now. They like stretched out the end game, so I beat everything, and I was like, all right, you know, I act ten or nine, nine and ten were like pretty tough, and then I got into doing maps, and I was like oh, I'm useless. And this dude looked at my build and was like, yeah, no, you need all this stuff. And he gave me a bunch of free shit so I could survive after that. But even then, it was like I needed specific gear with specific stat rolls on it. And that's where it gets annoying. But if you're not mm. if you're not trying to push endgame content, like really, really tough maps and shit, I think you should be fine. It's a good oh, game, okay. though. It's all a good right. game, and I always love to play an archer. So, um, But if you liked... It and you have a PC uh, that can game. Grim Dawn's also great. That's another game I love, and it's 
it's basically like a Diablo or Path of Exile, but you do a dual class. So you pick two classes and you blend them to make one. Uh, very much like Titan Quest because it was built in the same engine. Uh, and uh, it's it's really good too. It's a little different. Um, and there's not as many. The only thing I don't like about Grimdon is there's not as much magic. So you can't play like a real wizard. There's like a couple of spells you can use that are okay, but it's not like Diablo or Path of Exile where there's like a ton of, uh, you know, powerful spells with real flashy effects and stuff, you know? Mm. Okay. Well, that's pretty dope. It just reminds me of Gauntlet Legends. Uh, oh, yeah. old school game I used to love. <laughs> and it just, I, I've just been having fun playing with my brother. So I haven't gone too deep on that, but it's interesting. I mean, um, I think we've been sidetracked with Borderlands 3 at the moment, but uh, I know my brother's really been taken with uh, Path of Exile, so I'm definitely, I'm sure we're going to get back to it. Playing so. it on PS4 is like, reminds me of playing old Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance or, um, uh, what was Champions of Norath was the other one? Um, mm. And those were like more, uh, they were built for PS2, yeah, PS2. So they're a little bit less intense, uh, you know, because PoE is a straight uh, port from PC. So it's always going to have a little, you're, I feel like you're going to struggle a little bit with some of the faster uh, Twitch elements of it just because you're not using a mouse. But they, I, I've never really played it on PS4, but I bet it's pretty good. It's free. I, so. I, I downloaded it. It is free though. Yeah. Um, actually, Keith, Rachel really liked uh, Diablo on PS4. You might want to grab Path of Exile. She might really like it. Okay, I'll check it out right now. Actually, what was the uh, the Switch game that Limited Run put out? Uh, and you and you almost bought, but then you didn't want to buy another copy. Oh, Divinity: Original Sin Two, one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. If you, you actually. Sorry, actually, Seth, if you like uh, Poe and you know whatever on PS4, you should get Divinity. It is good. It's not. It's it's isometric, so it's the same uh, view, but it's turn based. But uh, it is strategy, like uh, old CRPG turn based. So like you have movement. Uh, it's like almost like Dungeons and Dragons. It's very good, and the story is incredible. So if you. Uh, if you like those games, I would definitely say you can play it, and you can play it on the hard mode because it's all about using elemental effects to to you know win and, or to to utilize an area with ele- elemental effects to beat harder things. Like you can shock people who are standing in a puddle of water, and it will actually um, uh, stun them. You know, whatever. So I see you got some good reviews and shit. You seen Divinity Original Sin two? Yeah, one and two are great, but um, two is the newer one, but if you can find one for cheap, you can play it, and you can play with your brother. Uh, if you play online, you can each control a character or a set of characters. Okay, dope, dope. I'm I'm looking at it right now on the phone, looking at a few things on it. So that's cool. All right, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out for sure. Just uh, I don't know, like <laughs> the list of games coming out next year too, man. <laughs> finding time, finding time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. I'm a game hit, so I'd I'd much rather play games than than watch movies. But I do like to to watch my movies and shit. But well, yeah, I we're try- also running into movie season right now. You know, with yeah. the new Star Wars coming out, uh, there's a ton of good TV right now. No, yeah, for sure. My wife is taken with Baby Yoda. It is ridiculous. She I wants can't. to buy a toy of Baby Yoda right now, and I'm like, you've never watched Star Wars at all. <laughs> you know just- what's weird about Baby Yoda? 
is I think he's cute when you look at him, but whenever they're holding him, he's just a doll and they it's so obviously a doll. Like it doesn't move in any way. It doesn't fight being picked up. Like it's just this stiff little weird thing that they hold. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's a it's a mix between uh, practical effects and uh, CGI. So yeah, you're right. There there is a doll there. So but, yeah, it's just unsettling. It's like this stiff little weird thing that doesn't move at all. It was really obvious in the newest episode where Bill Burr was holding the little baby Yoda, yeah. and and like he was kind of really moving around with it in a way that was like, yeah, that's just a little doll. But, you know, whatever. Hey, by the also, way, uh, Billy Burr was great in this episode, actually. He's a surprisingly good actor. I'm going to see him live in a couple of weeks. He's coming down to New Orleans. I got tickets already. So definitely going to see him. You ever I've listen? Seen him last time he came down to New Orleans. He's, he's awesome. I, I really enjoy stand-up. You ever listen to the 40-minute video of him shitting on Philly? Live in Philly because they I, booed Domerera? I don't think I don't know if I listened to the whole thing, but I remember hearing about it and I caught it on YouTube and watched a bit of it. And yeah, like he just don't give a fuck. Like I, I need to go back and actually watch the whole thing. Uh, but I, I'm a fan of Bill Burr's. I've heard like ah, probably almost all of his um, stand up albums and shit. So well, so um, he, funny. he was going on after. Uh, so they were at a festival for um, radio show Lex and Terry, maybe or something in Philly. Mm. Uh, nope, it wasn't Lex and Terry. It was uh, what were the guys from New York that got in trouble for people fucking in a church for them? Um, oh my God, they were super famous. People are gonna be yelling at their podcast app, but uh, they did a festival, a comedy festival, and Bill Burr was going on after Don Marrera, and people had booed Don Marrera, who's one of the you know greatest comedians of all time. And so Bill Burr just came out and was like, "How dare you fucking boo Don Marrera?" And they started booing him. And he was like, all right, you know what? You got 38 minutes left. We're going to do this. And he just shits all over. He's like, I hope your mother gets fucking cancer. <laughs> and, you know, just like crazy <laughs> shit. He's like, I hope you get fucking ass herpes and it busts open <laughs> and you shit your fucking pants. And, you know, he's got his Boston accent. It's, it's great. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. All right. Well, why don't we uh, stop talking about ass cancer and uh, get into some news, which we don't have very much of. Um, you played this game, Seth, and beat it, unlike me, who's a huge From Software fan, but uh, Sekido won uh, Game of the Year at the VGAs. Yeah, I saw that, man. I was, um, I was a mixed mind with that because it's like... I respect the decision. You know, like I, I do think it's probably one of the best games I've played this year. I like I really enjoy the different kind of bosses and like the level design and everything. Like each each like section of the different areas you went to were pretty unique from like the Buddhist temple area to my favorite place, which is the Fountainhead Palace, which is like one of the last levels you get to. I think I even put up a picture of like a uh, on Instagram where you kind of I was like on top of this kind of mountain and you could see like these waterfalls in this like little area like it's it's a really beautiful scenery and um the game is fucking amazing it it is difficult for sure but um yeah it's just for me I just I just really enjoy getting in the grind of it and once you like learn the system like it's you know you you can kind of really start blowing through uh certain portions of it for sure so that was good i mean 
based on what came out this year, I mean, what do you think, Aaron, would be like a game of the year for you? Because that was kind of torn between that and Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I don't think Outer Worlds was good enough to be in that conversation. It was It's a good game. I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was that good. And um, Death Stranding, it's hard for me to say because I haven't beat it yet. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, and then how much it's how divisive of a game it is. I knew it couldn't be game of the year. Yeah. So, uh, I, what do you think? I don't even know. To be honest, I I can't remember a brand new game this year that I loved. Like I don't know that I've beaten a game that came out this year. And if I don't beat it, that means I I can't say I loved it. You know. Yeah. I mean, Fire Emblem was great for Switch. Uh, Maybe Apex. Uh, if Apex, I think Apex Legends came out early this year, February maybe. It got best multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, I, mm-hmm. I still find myself just jumping in and playing. Uh, that's probably that would probably be my favorite game this year, just because I think I've played I played a couple hundred hours of it, or maybe just a hundred, but I played a lot of it, and I think it's great, and I think they're doing good things with it. They're you know, they're not so far. They haven't done anything shitty. Uh, in terms of predatory development, so, but Sekido, I love, and I, I'm so glad that uh, Miyazaki, you know, got a game of the year. Um, but I didn't beat it, and I suck at it. So, I'll tell you what was pretty disrespectful, and it, it kind of made me upset, is that um, best fighting game was announced at the end of the pre-show. Fuck that oh, shit! Oh wow. It's- Highly disrespectful. Yeah, it's pretty like, shitty. And then Super Smash Brothers won it. Fuck out of here, man. Like, Mortal Kombat <laughs> 11 should have easily taken that title. Um, there wasn't really much else that can really contend. Now, I think there was another game on there that, that like, okay, maybe. Uh, oh, um, Samurai Showdown. I never really played it, but I've heard some good things about it. So, maybe. But, like, I was watching the pre-show. Yeah, because I, I watched the most of the whole thing before I just knocked out towards the end. Um, but and at the end of the pre-show, they're like, "Oh, and that best fighting game goes to uh, Super Smash Bros." It's like, what? And they're like, "Okay, now let's start the show." What? And then they give a best sports and racing game in the show, but best fighting game is in the fucking pre-show. That that, that was like, <laughs> get the fuck. Yeah, thank God Jesse's not on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> look man that was fucking disrespectful i i was like get the fuck i, I don't know man that shit really that, that actually struck a nerve because I'm, I'm a fighting game fan i like my fighting games i've been meaning to get back into mortal kombat 11 again and play some more and it's a street fighter i mean i beat jesse's ass in street fighter last time so i mean like <laughs> looking forward to it for sure he gonna come for you bro oh he's coming for you <laughs> he's he's already driving your way so <laughs> man this was, we should do some streams man I, sh- I really want to do some streams with jesse we could do we did uh we actually did stream our um street fighter gameplay but uh i don't think we really shared it around too much but next time i'm gonna cut some clips that we play and i'll, and I'll share some stuff up for sure and in fact the street fighter fight was actually close like i, I think i inched him out by like one round but in mortal kombat i slaughtered him he, he didn't stand a chance i sp- I just low kick when I play fighting games, and uh, usually I can get uh, some some wins before people realize my strategy, <laughs> and then they <laughs> immediately destroy me after that. So 
Kick him in the shin. Yeah, just low <laughs> kick or jump kick. Yeah. Um, I didn't see much. I I didn't actually watch the VGAs, but I just um, you know, I knew that Sekido had one, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but speaking of your, you know, your other runner-up for uh, game of the year, uh, did you see that Resident Evil Three remake got announced and they released a trailer yes, for it? It's hard right now talking about it. Yeah, uh, it's coming March twenty twenty, so pretty soon actually. March? Yeah. I thought it was April. Was it March? I think okay. it's March. Because I watched the trailer and I wrote it down as uh, it was going. But if I'm wrong, you know, sue me. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's like a month difference, so whatever. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for you know that's actually one of the few Resident Evils I didn't get around to playing. I n- I never played that, and in fact, I was a big Dreamcast fan. Like I I got Dreamcast when it came out, and I played a lot of Dreamcast games. But I never got around to playing Resident Evil Three, which did come out the Dreamcast as well as I think PlayStation. Right when it originally came out. No, so. uh, three was on PS One. You're thinking of Code Veronica that was on Dreamcast, I believe. Uh, okay, yeah, that's why I'm getting yeah. confused. Okay, never mind. I take that back. Okay, I'm thinking of Code Veronica. So I beat that uh, one but too. No, I did play that one. Uh, three or Code Veronica? I didn't play either of them. Uh, three's great. Three's one. So I played Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, and then I did beat Four. Um, eventually, you know, I I, I beat it on. GameCube. I had to borrow it from for from a friend to actually play it. But that was the last time I played a Resident Evil all the way through. I didn't really care. Um after that cuz I think I got 5 and I was supposed to play it with a friend and then I started it a little bit just to play around and I did not like the controls. And I missed like the actual yeah. horror, you know. Sorry. Yeah, I played through uh, zero, one, two, and then uh, I missed three in Code Veronica. I played four on GameCube, just like you. Yeah, GameCube was the place I played that too. Uh, I played through five, didn't play six. I played a little bit of six, and I just kind of got uninterested. And that's what I hear a lot of people did with six. Yeah, so, six uh, gets boring. And I played seven. I beat seven. Um, and then, of course, the. Um, two remake came out and I've beaten through that. And um, so, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I, it'd be nice to see three cause it'll be completely new experience to me cause I haven't played it originally. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to three. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. The trailers actually uh, looks really cool. And they kind of, uh, they kind of hide nemesis, which is cool. Like he's at the very end for like a second of the trailer, but I mean, he is a, the, the thing for three he's what the whole game is kind of about is he's just always around um and he's scary man he's very scary because he kicks the shit out of you i hear though he's got like weapons and shit because like uh with mr x he's in a he's only in a small portion of the game and uh he only just kind of runs around and then punches the fuck out of you <laughs> um and that's that's really it uh, but I hear like Nemesis, he's supposed to have like a rocket launcher and he's supposed to have like like it's going to be more of a task to to get around Nemesis than uh, Mr. X. Oh, yeah. And uh, to remake. Yeah, he's uh Nemesis is a nemesis like he is always around and he shows up at really inopportune times and he's very threatening. And yeah, he'll fuck you up because he's got uh he actually has guns. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. yeah, three is a great game and uh that's probably the last great one because like people love four and i think four is good in its own way 
but I don't think mm-hmm. it's a Resident Evil game per se because it's very uh, action oriented. You're just like flying around shooting things super fast, which is not Resident Evil to me. I mean, it, I guess it is because the later games are mostly that other than seven. But um, I like the fact that you could aim and and you know you could shoot the hat off of people, you could shoot people in the knees and stuff like that on four. Yeah, it still different. had that. Elements of four of five is when it really became action. Four was like stepping into that arena. And actually, in fact, fuck, like Devil May Cry was supposed to be a Resident Evil. Like they took the first Devil May Cry. It was originally a Resident Evil game. And they kind of was like, oh, this is a little too different when they made a new series, Devil May Cry. So they've been wanting to take Resident Evil into an action area since like way back. So I'm not surprised that it ended up evolving into what five is. I didn't hate five. I like some of the team aspect. I think that's what really impressed me with five because it was one of the first games that like, or at least the earlier games where like you can play online and both players can play like doing their like kind of own thing, but together. And, um, there wasn't as common at the time when that came out. If memory serves, I don't, like online when stuff was there, but those kind of experiences like that, where like you got to work together to get through places and shit like that. That was kind of that was kind of cool. I did like those things, but yeah, yeah, the horror element of five was wasn't really there. It was just like bang bang shoot them up. Uh, you know what games I miss? Speaking of Capcom, sort of uh, horror games is Onimusha. I wish they'd make a new Onimusha. You know, for modern day. Did you ever play any of those? Mm. No, I, I I got that one confused actually with uh, what was the early From Software game that came out? Uh, Otagi? Uh, no, uh, there was Kingsfield. Man, I can't remember the one you're talking about, but there was Kingsfield, and then oh, um, you mean uh, oh my god, what was it called? The the Ninja game, right? That people thought uh, Tenchu. Is that what you're thinking of? Because FromSoft mm-hmm. did Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Wait, let me see. I think it's actually... I remember looking this game up. Uh, let me see. Uh, nope, I guess. No, I don't know. Shit, no. But um, I don't know if I've played Onimusha. I've heard the title, but I don't think I've ever gotten around to playing it. So you're saying that one's a pretty dope one? It was on yeah. PS2 is when they uh, everything started, but there was one that just uh, came up on PS4. Was that a remake, Aaron? Yeah, it's the Onimusha 1 remake. Which is not much of a remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard stuff about that. Um, I'm going to see if I can find that game that I'm talking about, but yeah, you can go, go on ahead. And Seth, I think you're talking about uh, Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Well, that's the what I was saying. Um, but yeah, so Onimusha remake came out this year, and I got the physical of it because I was like, I probably won't play it, but I'm okay uh, to have it because you know maybe on a maybe after my surgery when I'm laying basically laid up on a couch, I'll just fucking play a little four hour game because I believe you can beat it in like four hours. Um, but it's the game I'm talking about is Okagi Myth of Demons. Okagi 2002. Okay. O T. O-G-I. Oh, Otogi. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. everything wrong. I'm not Japanese. Uh, and that was on the <laughs> Xbox, I think. Yep. Is that That's a from game, playing. for real? Yeah. Oh. Um, that was actually my 
experience with from software i didn't i didn't even know and i was like man i remember liking that game and then i end up going on deep dive about it because <laughs> i kept confusing it with animusha and when i'd hear that I'd be like oh yeah i played that but then when i look at it i was like no i don't think i did and then i found that no that's the game i was talking about anyway sorry for that thing that's okay um so that's all the news i had but um we do need to go over the uh, Ghostbusters three trailer, and I do have an email uh, from a listener, so we got. Can we go back for one second? Sure. Look at the screen. Hold on. There yep, we go. It. Oh, you <laughs> have yeah, it. it. Oh, Toki. Holy mm-hmm. shit! How did you find it that quick? Huh? How did Dude, you... I'm I'm in my library. Oh. Yes, you can find me in the library. <laughs> Uh, this everything. was purchased at Best Buy at one point. I don't know why, but it has like all these <laughs> Best Buy stickers. But look, check, uh, it actually, Best Buy actually put a sticker on the actual disc too. Great. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Thanks. It's super yeah. clean. Nice. nice. Yeah, should... It's been a long, long time since I played that game. It is from software. So, um, mm. speaking of, like I said, we'll go back real quick. Um, the new Xbox was announced, like we talked about earlier. Um, now, mm. they said it's going to be backwards compatible, but there's no saying how far back. So yeah. maybe this is one that maybe we could go that far back. Probably doesn't hold up. Um, maybe but, not. Uh, I still yeah. play it. 2002 is uh, mm. the trademark registered. Out of the mist comes play- mayhem. Uh, have y'all played Project X Cloud yet? Have you played with that service? No. No, I have. I actually did it in one of my recent podcasts. Uh, one of the guys on there, he had it. We played Gears 5 on it. And uh, it actually works pretty good. Uh, it's not bad. We played it on his mobile internet. We didn't use Wi-Fi. We used the mobile internet. And it, it works pretty good. It really wasn't bad. Didn't have too much hiccup or a delay on it. I mean, there was some. But um, I think Xbox is laying out Project xCloud the right way. So I'm I'm interested in seeing how that develops, and uh, I believe the system, the new system, is supposed to act as like a server for Project X Cloud, X Cloud in your home. So when you have that system set up, it's playing like off of that, so you can play on your phone, tablets, and all that, all the games that you want. And, you know, basically like a Switch type deal where you can play portable or you can play on your home console like that. So. Um, and then with the Game Pass being attached to Project X Cloud, like it's already kicking Google Stadia's ass. Like I don't even, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that. But um, I, I'm interested in some of the things they're doing. And that trailer for uh, was it Hellblade Two, right? Am I right on that? Like Senua Saga, Hellblade? yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the so one, the first Hellblade was called uh, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, and it's uh, supposedly a really good game uh for story gameplays like kind of secondary it's one of those movie type games uh but it's supposedly really really cool um that's what i the trailer looked pretty dope and like they said those were in-engine graphics on that trailer and like some of if that's in-engine like if that's in-game some of the detail on the character like on her mouth and everything like you like her teeth and shit i was like whoa well you gotta think though in a game like that, you're basically just making a CGI movie. So you don't like, 
you're never going to be looking at her face while you're playing the game, so they don't have to really animate a character model so much as make a cinematic. Even if it is with in-game, you know, in-game engine, they could probably swap a ca- I don't know. I don't know, but True. I'm, I'm even looking at some of the cutscenes and stuff from Death Stranding and they don't have the type of detail that what I saw in that trailer did. But um I mean but like you said too, they're building it up to be as flashy as possible. When you get the actual product, though, you're it's going to be you know subvert your expectations. I guess. Yeah. So um, that I mean, like I I I did the Xbox bet with Xbox One, and I regretted it <laughs> because PlayStation Four definitely had the better titles. However. Microsoft has really like getting out of. I was about to buy Outer Worlds, and then I looked on Facebook and was like Game Pass. I was like, "Oh shit, that's right." Microsoft bought that studio, okay. And sure enough, like I'm playing that game day one because I've got Game Pass. That's fucking great. And like all these studios they've built, if 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 it pays off and they start putting out quality games through each of these studios. I mean, me personally, it's a contender, but they really need to come out with titles because by next year holiday, if they don't have any really great titles announced, it's, I think it's going to be another PlayStation world again. And, um, I have a personal theory that I like to put out on y'all. It's probably crazy. It's probably stupid, but I personally think it's possible because of crossplay, because the building up of crossplay, especially if Xbox loses again, if they lose the war again, I think for sure we're going to see this. And I think Xbox for sure, at least, and possibly PlayStation 2, PlayStation may as well, will start the exclusive battle will be on the streaming services like Game Pass and PlayStation Now. It won't be on the actual games. So all the PlayStation games will come to Xbox and all the Xbox games will come like Halo will be on PlayStation 5, right? But why do you get an Xbox? The Game Pass, you get it for free. The Game Pass, you get all the titles that you want for free. And you'll be you'll be paying based off of the streaming service. As they build up and as they become more adventurous, they have much better titles, and then if they're cranking out their own shit on there, I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. I'm saying down the road, though, because we're starting to dance with more and more games becoming cross-play, becoming to play anywhere. I think I see soon down the road, in a couple of years, I, I think... I think because like because think about it like this too, Outer Worlds, right? One of the things people were talking about is, well, how did Gears Five? How did they make money on Gears Five? Because it's only out on Xbox and it was on Game Pass Day One, right? But what if you can kind of subvert some of your income here? Because okay, Game Pass, you get Halo, the new Halo Infinite, but all the PlayStation players, you're paying me sixty bucks for it. So now I'm getting money from the PlayStation players. And all my Xbox players are getting it for fifteen dollars a month with with access to all types of games. Than that, what do y'all think about that? I think it's a smart idea, and I think there's a way to make it profitable. I don't know that they'll ever do it just because of pride. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. Xbox will lose the war. Yeah, I mean, most likely they've. <laughs> they're going to because they did last time and they're not changing anything 
So if we'll you see. look at it now by an, uh, announcing information about their console now, it's almost like a sign of weakness that uh, that they have to, right? Um, to help help build the hype right now. But I, I mean, everyone else is going to wait and to see what P- what PlayStation is going to do. Now, you know, the new system, the Series X, it's it's going to be uh, it, it's going to have a disc drive, which I'm happy about. Um, I like owning that physical. It's yeah. a it's a it's a rectangle system, like almost yeah. like a perfect rectangle system, but it could be set up uh, vertical or horizontal. But we've all been there before, right? Uh, the PS3 could be set up vertical, but then the chip slides. And then remember all the failures on the Xbox 360. So, you know, we got to figure out what is the safest way, uh, which is probably going to be on its side again. Um, so that airflow could go through the system. Um mm. Now, it's going to have uh, 8K, even though no one has 8K TVs right now. Everyone's still getting 4K uh, HDR, but it is going to have 8K possibility. And the time frame when it's going to be out is going to be holiday 2020, as long as everything else goes right. Hasn't PlayStation 5, though, announced some of their specs? Or they haven't? Because I know no. they've announced PlayStation Loose. 5. Like and four times better, it. five times better than the PS4, faster, yeah. stronger. They just throw numbers out there. I mean, they did that too with the Xbox Series X uh, announcement where they didn't announce the specs, but uh, Phil Spencer says the Xbox will be four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, delivering more immerse and more exploration and more detail. So with a big emphasis on reduced load times. Yeah. I mean, Apple's needs that for sure. It's it's not giving us too much, but just enough to kind of build the hype, uh, give people something new to hope for, and hopefully uh, restart this console war that they've been losing the past couple of years. Now, me personally, I like my Xbox uh, for certain games. Um, you know, their their 4K, I believe, is is a better 4K than like the PS uh, PS4 Pro. Um, I think it's just smoother and, you know, like Forza Horizon is just a beautiful game. And I was really s- surprised to see Forza Horizon on the X Cloud uh, when you just sent me there to go look about it. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, that, that's a huge game with a lot of different people in it. Um, I can't see how that would handle on a mobile device or, uh, or you know, just through a server. Well, I mean, the servers are supposed to be having basically your modems in the cloud. So, like, your phone, it doesn't matter the specs on your phone. It's it's basically just going to be a screen. What really matters is your internet connection and its connectability to the, to the server, which is in the cloud. Based on my understanding of how this stuff works. So, like, I played Gears 5 on it. Granted, I didn't play it long. So, I'm, I'm going to give you that, too. But I played enough to get through the menus, get through some cutscenes, and do some gunplay and play through a little bit of the first level. And uh, I mean, it's good. I mean, for what it is that it's it's right now, it's 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 free and it's you know they're in testing and they're trying out and it's only um, you can only get it if you have a Google Pixel phone. Uh, it seems like Xbox is backing on the Google. And, uh, I mean, they've even integrated, I think, Google with the Xbox now, too, where you can, hey, Google and all that stuff. They did, and it actually works pretty good, way better than uh, Cortana worked, or uh, or they just called it Xbox there at another point. But, um, 
but you know it it does work very well i'm waiting for the day where i could integrate uh you know the google assistant into my search bar on my windows 10 that's mm. still not there mm. yeah um but i don't know i mean i'm i'm probably gonna get a playstation 5 i mean granted i'll probably get both systems but i'll probably start off with a playstation 5 mm-hmm. and um Unless Xbox says something that really wows me, unless Halo Infinite just looks amazing or something. But I mean, there's so many good shit on PlayStation, like the like the next God of War. I'm stoked for. You know, like I just I don't know. I, I don't really see much of me going with Xbox again on this one. I mean, the only thing that really has me is that Game Pass opens you up to a lot of great games without having to make much purchase, and yeah. you get new games with game pass you get halo infinite day one when that drops with game pass like you you blew my mind last week when you were telling me how easy it is now uh to pull out video from like playstation um and even xbox is even easier now where Mm -hmm. it wasn't always that easy uh so if you're doing a lot of screen captures a lot of uh you know story sharing and things like that then, um, you know, it, it wasn't that intuitive. But it sounds like they're listening to their customers and are trying to make it right. But that's, it may be too late. My videos, that's, I do the little screen capture clips, download it straight to my phone, and Xbox makes it way easier than PlayStation does. I mean, it's still not hard to do PlayStation. You just got to jump through a couple more hoops to get it into your phone or your computer. But, um, yeah, both of them, like, yeah, it's dope. I uh, look forward to seeing some more videos from you, Keith, man. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe oh, from Aaron, since he's better at editing. I don't oh, have software. Uh, Seth uses the Premiere on, on his phone. Oh, they have an mm-hmm. app? Yep, they do have a, have a uh, app. It's not called Premiere. Let me see what it's called. I'll tell you right now. It's on my iPhone. I used either iMovie on the iPhone. That's how I was doing it originally. And then they have Premiere Rush. Premier That's Rush. the app that you have mm. out now. And it's like a like a smaller, like limited version. But you can do some some pretty advanced things as far as like you can mess around with lettering. You can even like do outlines and like certain little graphics and stuff like that with the lettering. You can like, you know, slow, stop, cut, you know, and paste video and shit like that there's there's a lot of different things you could do you could just edit on your phone right quick into like simple videos that way uh premiere rush so yeah if you got an adobe account uh, yeah check that out yeah i do but um yeah i haven't i actually just uninstalled it all from my uh from my computer because it was well keith did it because it was uh getting in the way no i did it before you came over keith sorry yeah, you did it. Um, but it's just because I wasn't going to pay for it. But uh, yeah, I haven't done anything with film in forever. I went to film school and guess what I did with it? Fuck all nothing. <laughs> Sometimes I edit uh-huh. training videos at work. <laughs> That's it. They, hey, you got it for something, right? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm trying to do I haven't done any of the school. I'm just trying to watch YouTube videos and like I'm trying to kick off the cooking show again. It's been on break because the guy that was uh, the cook with me, he's really the talented guy in the kitchen. He's had some things in his life happen. He's not really with the podcast or with 
with me anymore. Like we still talk with friends, but it's just, he's not doing that anymore. So I've been picking up doing more of the cooking and things like that. And uh, I'm about to start it up again. And the first one I'm doing is going to be a last of us theme. I'm going to do like a rabbit stew, but um, yeah, just getting the hang of like editing. I've got a new idea of how to do the videos and things like that, that I think would be better. And um, I just have to do a crash course on that, man. Yeah. I mean, editing's pretty easy uh it's the like 3d effects that are a little harder and like creation of effects but basic cutting and color correction is pretty easy once you kind of figure out what to play with and cutting is just a matter of timing really all you need to know is how to use the blade tool and you can make your cuts you know pretty you just have to figure out when and where to cut and watch your keep watching your videos and see if you know you either cut too soon or you know you feel like i could shave a couple of frames off there and it'll feel more natural um but yeah all right well so let's get this uh email out of the way uh xbox series x uh we'll see i i'm with you seth i don't i haven't bought an xbox since my 360 like 10 years ago um and i never played that like i bought it to play fable 3 and then fable 3 came out and burned me so I uh, was like, I'll never buy another Xbox because they don't have any other first-party games that I care about at all, like, for me. Because, you know, Halo's cool, but if I want to play it, I'll just wait for it to come to PC if they do, you know? They don't always come to PC, but... uh, I think it will. They're really pushing the PC integration, so you can get it on PC. Well, they've definitely made, you know, their Xbox is now, you know, since the One is basically a full-on PC, you know what I mean? Everything Other than... I still don't think you can plug a keyboard and mouse into an Xbox and like it work one to one for games. Which yeah, is great. I think you're, yeah. I think I've heard I think you're right. I think there's still some issues. I've I've heard some other podcasts I've talked about that that they're expecting this new Xbox to be able to hook keyboards and stuff in seamlessly. So I, I think you're right about that. It should honestly just be a computer at this point. You know what I mean? Like just make it a fucking computer. And then people can crossplay. You know, you can already kind of crossplay on certain games with PC, but just make it. You can plug a fucking keyboard and mouse into it, and it's your PC. Like it's still running a version of Windows in some way, I'm sure. But um, yeah. So we'll see more coming out. I'm guessing a six hundred dollar price tag to start. I don't know. Did they say? I don't think so. I think four ninety nine. They, they speculate it's going to be in the four. Uh, sorry, five fifty range. Okay. So somewhere splitting the difference between Seth and I. Um, all right. Well, that's there wasn't really much news. Um, we'll I'll read this email and then we'll just go over Ghostbusters and we'll get out of here. Um, so Dre Williams wrote in and just says, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, and it says, "Y'all just keep getting better. Loving the two segments of the show: regular week and the off week, uh, off the rail episodes, and Kelsey's corner." A uh, couple of questions. One. I was already planning on asking what y'all thought about Odyssey and long-ass games like it when Jesse brought up that recently. Uh, I played Origins, which took me over 100 hours, and now I'm playing Odyssey, and I'm only at about 75 hours, and I feel like I'm still in the beginning. I'm also a gamer that has to get every damn question mark, or else I don't feel like I got the full value, and I don't like to typically play multiplayer games. I'm sorry, multiple games at the same time. So I'm getting burnt the hell out. So I just want your thoughts about how long some games are getting now. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you there. I tend to try and beat a game, you know, before moving on. And sometimes you're getting those 
you know, you're pushing a hundred hours and you're just like, all right, I'm ready for it to be done. Like, I also feel some games are too short. You know, if you hit like 20 hours and you're already beating it, you're kind of like, well, that's a bummer. There is a sweet spot. And I'd say like 60 hours is my, my nice sweet. Like you've gotten enough. It's like a dollar an hour. You got enough out of it. Uh, and if they can tell a good story in that time, then I think everyone wins. I think you. I think you're right. Um, Outer Worlds actually was a pretty pretty cool about it being very short. Like, um, it's really about thirty forty hours, so it's on the shorter side from what you feel like sixty. Um, but honestly, I'd be cool with twenty thirty. Yeah, I think like, I think thirty like, to that's sixty is a good place to live. Yeah, I think thirty to sixty is a comfortable area. I'd say sixty is like my sweet spot, but. 40 is also good if it's a good story you know what i mean if if i don't want them to extend a story just to pad out the length you know yeah that that, that becomes an issue where you're padding out length just to have more shit to do that it doesn't feel special or unique in any way and I'm, I'm i think some games are starting to get the hint i, I feel like some games are like, like kind of cutting some of the fat in some areas yeah um like Outer Worlds is is a good example of that. Um, even Resident Evil Two, the remake, like it's fairly contained. You can play it almost in a weekend if you really do that. Um, you know, it's funny though because it's like when I was younger and I was at home all night, staying up, you know, three four in the morning playing fucking games and shit. Yeah, I'd throw a hundred hours in, no problem. But you know, depending on where you're at in your life, like. I wonder if any game developers really take into consideration, like, we're gearing this towards adults. Why don't we contain this game a little more? Because they, most adults with jobs and kids and things like that, you don't have as much time to put in the games than others. So, I don't know. I don't know how much of that comes into play. Um, And I feel, I feel his pain. And I'm sorry, dude. I dropped the ship on Assassin's Creed a long time ago. Cause like I, I I did the the first like four games I played, but they felt pretty repetitive. And like I enjoyed the story, but I hear even in these newer games, they've kind of gotten away from the the future of what's going on in the future and this weird like um these ancient people and like these gods that created the earth and like this weird in weird end of world, like almost alien shit happening. It got really trippy in those games. It was kind of interesting, but I think after the Ezio run, I was kind of like eh, done, you know? So Odyssey being a game, like a hundred hours and all that, like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I need to do everything that like, cause I'm a bit of a completionist. I want to do all the side quests. I want to do the main quest. Like, I want to do all that shit. Now, am I worried about getting the trophies? No. I don't worry about that. I just like to do the, the content, like, in the game. But, um, I don't know, man. Sometimes you might have to just be like, yeah, I'll just not do that. <laughs> just get through it. <laughs> so, I'm stuck in. I think I'm doing that to myself in Death Stranding, where, like, I am so, like, making these deliveries I think I've put probably about close to 30, 40 hours in the game, and I'm still in Chapter 3. Jesus. So a lot of that is just – and I think there's about 14 chapters. But I hear the end chapters kind of go by a little quicker because you get more cutscenes and you get more story beats and things like that in it. 
So I don't know, but like, I'm trying to do everything. I want to get five stars and like, you know, everybody gives me all the good shit and, and, and do all that. So, and you end up before you know it, you're only 30% into a game that's a hundred hours and you put 50 hours in it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just how it goes. Yeah. I, sometimes you're just, yeah. Like you said, you're like halfway through and you're like, I feel like <laughs> it's too much. I feel like I've played a full game and I don't want to do any more. And sometimes, you know, you're excited. Like, I didn't want Divinity Original Sin 2 to end. I put about, I want to say, like, 60 or 70 hours in it. Maybe more before the end. But I was, like, kind of not wanting to beat it just because I was sad. You know, it was kind of bittersweet. But, um, yeah, you should play that game. Um, Okay, let me finish his second. I think, actually, too, while you're finding that is, um, I think it'd actually be better if they focused some studios on just, like, Hey, all right. Um, this game's gonna be thirty bucks, and it's gonna be twenty hours of gameplay. Here you go. Uh, like you know, even something like uh, Cuphead. You know, it was like twenty bucks when it first came out, and it was like, hey, it's a boss run, couple levels, and like you can beat it fairly quickly. I beat it twice already. Like it's it's fun, and it's like easy. Like a, a few more like really good quality games with less time investment, and if that comes at a cheaper price tag, I think. Maybe that's the way to go because I like to beat games. If I play it, I want to beat it. So making it more of a contained thing to experience, I, I would like to see more of that. And I think more of that is, is, is coming, but a lot of it is in the independent circle. And I don't always vibe as well with some of the indie games and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. I, I would like to see some top-tier games maybe get some of that, like, you know, shorter time periods and cheaper price tag. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like maybe make more games <laughs> rather than mm-hmm. one giant game for a studio for like, you know, five years and then maybe make two, but they're shorter mm-hmm. and cheaper. But yeah. um, all right, let me, right. let's get a second question. His second question is uh, how do you guys feel about the PS5 rumors and stuff? Cartridges, the controller, the ugly system, all that shit. I think the ugly system is for sure just bullshit because remember we got so many specs of like ugly ass systems for all of them, you know, after PS2. They were pictures on the PS5. There's yeah. some new photos that came out, a different look for it. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, you might better look that up, Keith, if you're... Uh, I'm on it right now. Yeah, like I think there actually is some different uh, designs out there that have been floating around for the PS5. Not that weird like V shape that originally came out. No, no, that was supposed to be the developer's uh, console. That's not the real PS5. Well, yeah, I knew um, that. I thought that was what I was speaking on. No, no, was... no. The the V-shaped console was supposed to be just for the developers, which, mm. you know, they they get an ugly system because, uh, you They're know, just... they got to start working on the games. Yeah, they just mm. develop games for it. So they just need basically a computer again. Yep. Um, they're saying, you know, I've just seen articles that all the leaks are fake <laughs> yeah they're all yeah. fake they're all I fake. um i yeah i don't know i mean i don't think there'll be cartridges if they are they're probably some sort of little mini hard drive since games are so big now you know it'll be some sort of hey i'm i'm all for the cartridge system i mean it, it's faster than load times i mean think of it like a S- ssd think of it like a thumb drive yeah that's it's gonna be so much faster you know, and limiting the load times. 
isn't that the rumor it's going to be like that like not like a cartridge like a n64 super nintendo but like a like a sd drive like sd card like that's what the games are supposed to you be you gotta got you gotta come up with something unique um and and you really have to not share any parts with anything else you know we've all learned this right it, over the years because if not it makes it too easy for counterfeiters oh yeah so <laughs> dreamcast yeah the dreamcast right we thought the cds <laughs> were were the way to go well you know my heart it, the dreamcast i love yeah. you so i love you dreamcast <laughs> But I'm all for like a like a solid state drive, uh, something you can't scratch. I mean, it's long past due, guys. I mean, no one makes CDs anymore, and that's just more plastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't believe anything that's come out of it yet, so we'll see. No, I'm, yeah. wait, I'm taking a wait and see. I bet we get an announcement next year sometime early, maybe. Well, maybe E3 next year. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so let's talk about uh, Ghostbusters three because I'm getting sore. <laughs> my okay. my butt hurts and I'm crying. So, um, Ghostbusters three trailer, I didn't really see it coming. I mean, I saw it on social media first. I mean, they're really heavy on like Instagram and everything else, posting the videos up. Um, did you guys see this one coming? I didn't know Paul Rudd was in it. I was pretty shocked about that actually. Um, I heard. Rudd was actually in it. I, I've read somewhere about him being attached. I don't. I don't remember being surprised by seeing him, but I was surprised by the drop of the trailer. Like I just looked up, I think on Facebook or Instagram, and it was like right there. And I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, that dropped." Okay, yeah. We still um, didn't see any of the original cast, which we know are returning. But yeah, I mean, it, you're gonna have Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, right? Um, but and Ernie Hudson. We didn't. S- are we gonna see? Uh, are we gonna see the ladies of? Uh, no, no, no. They already, I think they already announced that they're cutting that out. Like that's not part of the continuity. That was actually some of the. Uh, there was some controversy and uproar behind it that they j- basically just this new movie's not acknowledging well, the, the ladies at all. The thing is, I mean, they could, right? They could have, but the you know, the the last Ghostbusters remake, a reboot didn't acknowledge the first one so or you know the first two so there'd be no way to really connect those universes yeah because they they didn't acknowledge that the original ghostbusters existed had they then they could have just used this to um you know they could have bridged this with that and had them you know tie in in some way or whatever but this is to follow the end of you know ghostbusters 2 nothing is no more ghosts have been spotted since they closed up you know the v- Vigo was that his name? No, that's from the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. No, second movie's Vigo. The painting, right? Yeah, yeah the painting. Slime. Second movie, yeah, yeah. With the pink, the pink slime or whatever that makes mm-hmm. people angry. Yeah, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks really cool. I love the gunner seat on the fucking Ecto One, but I mean, you know, I I think it makes sense that uh, Vankman would have been not Vankman. I'm sorry. Um, what's his name? Um, you said it, Keith. Egon? Egon would have still been making shit for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, still just been, in case they, you know, more ghosts happen, you know, make, you know, upgrades to all his stuff. Um, though I think it's a little on the nose, the little the little girl having, like, Egon's hair and glasses. <laughs> like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he could she could just be related to him without having to look like him. Like I, I that kind of shit annoys me in movies when they're like, "This is my kid," and they're like, "See, you know, it's my kid because he wears the same shit I wear." And it's like, all right, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think it's a it's a huge slap in the face by ignoring the 2016 movie. You know, that's that that's wrong. Yeah, but they ignored the other but, movies, so it's like, how do yeah, you? I kind of agree with Aaron there. Like, you ignore the others, so. Yeah, you got to think. This is written by the son of one of the original writers. This is Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman. So of course okay. he's going to write after his dad. I mean, again, I'm I'm not I'm not forgiving them I- ignoring it, but I mean, you can't tie all three together. There'd be no way, and you're definitely not going to make a sequel to a movie that flopped when you could make a sequel to. And I liked the 2016 Ghostbusters. You can go back to nerd porn and listen. You know, I I reviewed it pretty well. I think I gave it like a three and a half dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I I think obviously they're going a little bit for nostalgia here, and they're trying to wish fulfill for the people that wished the 2016 movie was a direct sequel, which it should have been. I think I think they would have done better had they tied the stories together and made these people inspired by the original Ghostbusters, and they're all old and fat, so they can't do it. You know, like. They haven't had to fight ghosts in a long time. They haven't, you know, they, they, like this is saying, like, okay, ever since then, it's been, you know, almost 30 years, no ghosts have happened. So we just gave up and, you know, we just let rested on our laurels and, you know, made money on our fame. But now we need to train the next gen of Ghostbusters because the, the world is in need. And then have, you know, have the same kind of story tie in where these, these women are all really smart. You know, they're the new Ghostbusters and just had them pass the torch that way. Yeah, I agree with you. That that that, that could have actually worked. Mm-hmm. I just I think that it's not because it was a bunch of women and that's why the movie's garbage, because that's kind of the narrative that was coming out of that. Um, it, I think it's just what you said there. It's just it, it wasn't really pain like it wasn't a sequel. People wanted to see something else, not another reboot. And sometimes you get a reboot and it's and it's good, but like yeah. you know, I think with these fans, it just it just didn't hit that didn't hit that spot. So I I, I haven't watched the new movie, so I, I can't really say I I bought the Ghostbuster collection, so I have it. I just never got around to watching the new movie yet. I bought it just over Halloween this year, so um, I've been meaning to. I want to see what all the fuss is about. So I can't really speak on the women's movie, but um, yeah, it's not connected. <laughs> yeah it's i i it's worth a watch it it's got some cringe in it you know the further away you get from it the more you know you're like Ugh. sort of like age of ultron in that way but um it, it i still think it was fun you just got to separate it from the original films but um yeah so we'll see i'm excited for ghostbusters 3 uh i think it'll be a fun watch we'll see you know i mean it could end up worse than the fucking the reboot and we could all be just be like why did anyone make new ghostbusters at all ever well uh <laughs> you you mentioned the fact that uh mike from stranger things uh is getting typecasted i mean both of you did <clears throat> yeah i think he's gonna you know kind of lead the role the same way he did with it i don't know if he led the role with it huh no he wasn't he... the lead I I I thought he kind of stole the the show. I love I his character. Oh, but I don't know. He was definitely like at least a 
co-lead, but I think that Bill was really the the oh, lead. Oh, for there. sure. No, I think Keith is just saying he he kind of outshined everybody, and it's true. He was definitely the best part. But if you watch chapter two, it's very strange. Like they, have, yeah, um, yeah. It's almost like how Stranger Things season three was so weird, seeing how much older he is. It's the same thing in It Chapter Two. They had to digitally de-age him, and you can see it breaking because it's like a, it's almost like a filter. And sometimes, if you watch, you can see it like the mask coming off his face a little bit. It's very weird. Yeah, but my problems with Chapter Two wasn't even that. It was more the fact that they introduced so many new things about these characters that weren't in the first movie. Yeah. It felt pointless to have a first movie. Well, you could have f- just did chapter two as the movie. Dude, flashbacks in it were so stupid. It's like they flash back to shit yeah. we didn't see in the first movie of Pennywise interacting with the kids, and you're like, no, that we would have we would have seen that. <laughs> should have only showed us, or you should only hinted at things that we saw in the first movie. Yes. Don't introduce a whole new set of things that was like, oh yeah, you remember Ben? He's an architect. Oh yeah, we didn't show you that in the first movie, but look, he did this. He did this while he was back there. We yep. just didn't show it. Hey, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, oh, you funny. didn't know that. Uh, you didn't know that they had a secret hideout that they we've never showed you. Like, come on, man. It's weird. Or did you know that Richie's actually gay and he actually wanted to fuck Eddie? Did yeah. you know that? Because we didn't show it to you in the first movie. And it has. All right, let's let's get off of it. Let's get back to Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> back, back back to Ghostbusters. One thing Ghost, I'll say. Let's call it Ghostbusters Afterlife because that's the official name. Yeah. It's not Ghostbusters well, Three. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Ghostbusters in particular on Netflix. There's the movies that made us. And they dude, have I watched that. That was fucking awesome. Yes, it was really good. I didn't know Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in the Ghostbusters movie originally. Dude, he was. yeah, they wrote it. Pretty much for him and for um, John Belushi. Uh, John Belushi. Mm. Yeah, that was um, but uh, yeah, Ghost versus Afterlife is official name. Um, and uh, and you, Aaron, you mentioned the Gunner. I, I I remember the Gunner chair being in the cartoon. So oh, really? I just double checked the facts there. Um, and actually IMDb calls it out that the gunner chair was actually only used in the cartoon. That's awesome. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters. I was obsessed with that cartoon as a kid. I had a Halloween costume from it. I had all the action figures. There was like this cool werewolf. Had really uh good art. I really like the designs in that um in that show. So everything here was kind of kept under wraps. Uh even Phil uh Finn Wolfhard. Uh, which is Mike from Stranger Things. He didn't know he was auditioning for Ghostbusters at the time because they want to keep it so secret and vague and generic um, so that the the trailer was actually released only... Um, the official teaser trailer was re- released on uh, January 16th of you know this, this year, which is only one day after they announced the movie. So literally everything they try to keep all under wraps. Now, uh, Jason Reitman did appear in Ghostbusters 2 as a, kill who, as a kid who tells Ray that, according to his dad, the Ghostbusters are full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I find that funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's going to be good. I, I don't know that they had a release date for it, did they? Uh, yeah, release date is 2020. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> expected uh, J- July 10th, which is kind of weird because, I mean, they could push this out to October and it'll be like the perfect Halloween movie. Yeah, it's so weird that they don't like they'll release these kind of movies and you're like, it's an obvious Halloween movie. Like, why? It's summer blockbuster, man. You know. Is there anything else late at October? Any like anything big, like a Marvel thing or something? I don't know. I'm sh- I'm sure there is. There's three to four Marvel movies now per year. Yeah, no, I think well, they committed to four a year, but I don't know if that starts next year or the following. But they're supposed to be cranking four movies out a year. I think it's the following year. I think next year we just have Black Widow, and it might be the only thing. No, there's another one. There's there's I think there's two other movies. I don't remember what they are, but I think they have two. Like, there's going to be three of them. Mm. I don't know what they are. Mm. Do you guys think that Ghostbusters Afterlife is really about, like, pollution and, like, <laughs> them shoving the ghost in the earth? Because, like, it's, like, causes earthquakes and things like that, right? And now they're all escaping? I don't know. I didn't even I see don't it. Know. It's just a theory I got here. <laughs> but uh. it... It's, it looks like uh, the dogs, the demon dogs, I forget what they call them, hellhounds or something. Um, it looks like they're coming back. There is right? no Dana, only Zool. They were the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm excited. We'll see. I hope they don't do just like remember this. Like, you know, sometimes you watch these like late game sequels and it's like, remember when this happened? Hey, remember this? You liked this, didn't you? Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. But we will see. Anyways. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's gonna be cool, man. I mean I I'm sure we'll watch it. I'm sure Aaron will go to movies and not tell me. And then I gotta go try and see it by myself, you know. At least at least if I got you, Aaron, it's an excuse to like leave the baby and the kids, you know? Bro, like, you oh, don't Aaron, need any Aaron, more excuses. Aaron, Aaron bought me a ticket. Ah, <laughs> You don't need more excuses. You're gone all the time. Dude. You're an absentee father right now, you traveling bitch. No. You're... No, Seth saw my, saw my kids. That's right. He did see his kids. Which ones? Which set of, you know, which family? Because, you know, Keith Keith has oh. a couple. He just, he doesn't tell about each other. I'm setting up franchises. <laughs> I got them cooking up uh, Popeye's chicken right now. Uh, did you know all his family dance to this? That's what they do. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, <laughs> they they make it bounce. Um, right. well, I I don't have anything else except for I got one comment on Instagram. Um, Otto Newman wants to know, uh, hey Aaron, what website did you get those D and D dice from? Uh, I think I talked to him already. Oh no, no. When would he comment that? Because somebody asked me on uh, Facebook. November 29th. Yeah, I already told him. But it's uh, Die Hard Dice. Uh, you just type in Die Hard with a space, Dice. Uh, I believe he bought um, a set and he told me about his character that he uh, was rolling up. Let me oh, see. Cool. I'll go into our messages. Uh, yeah, I don't like the way that Instagram like hides everything. Um, if uh, if you're not friends with someone, so like it like, hides it. So I never check to see messages what you want what you want what you want chopper style oh no uh james hop was the one who um asked he ordered a set um 
he got Minnesota like Minnesota Vikings colors. But yeah, and he nice. rolled up a half orc. I want to say half orc ranger. Nope, he went half orc druid Arct- with Arctic druid circle, and he made a character on Hero Forge, and he sent it to me, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, I just I I did post a picture of uh, me and Seth Myers uh, on my visit. Um, just now on our Instagram, I think I translated to Facebook too. Um, so if you want to check that out, go on facebook.com forward slash nerds of podcast. You can see my fat belly. Uh, also check out our uh, Instagram, which is nerd podcast. Twitch is nerds of podcast. Same for uh, our email nerds of podcast at gmail.com. Write in. We'll love to hear from you. Seth, thank you for uh, another aw- awesome episode. I guess we got to have you back on uh, with Jesse because he went deep into my archives and started playing a bunch of uh Dreamcast games. I noticed the controller was out. Uh, all right. Uh, and, and he started going nuts. I don't know if you can see the library here. Yeah, but the library pretty. here is but a little Amazon. crazy. Yeah. That is but. pretty dope. That's one thing I don't have. That's uh, I never... I definitely should collect. I don't have a house to collect yet, but... I think one day I'm going to go on a deep dive and definitely build out a collection. You I, pretty much have like a like a new system co- co- collection. Just uh, just stop buying yeah. all those damn digital games. I just, I just, I don't. I just like to play them, right? Like, like I just, just let me play them. Like, I whatever, whatever way, disc, digital, I'm going to play it and I'm going to beat it and then I'm going to be happy. The best, <laughs> the best is when I. When I talk to Jesse, I'm like, hey, what are you up to tonight? He goes, dude, literally, I'm just opening up every box, every case, <laughs> and like looking at every manual. And he really <laughs> did it. Like, he really did it. Uh, I mean, he put it back. So I have no qualms. Did you, did you clinch your butthole super hard when you heard him saying that? Uh, no. <laughs> you're like, no, I, I, you're, I like you're doing, him. you're doing, I'm sorry, you're doing what? What are you doing? I wouldn't trust you. <laughs> I wouldn't trust you. You would be like, oh, you know, I gotta go eat something, and then you put it down, and you don't get back to it. Hey, you I know. remember the old days. I'd go to the store, buy a game, and then I couldn't wait to get in the car, rip open the box, and like look at the manual, read. Sometimes they had backstory on characters and like the story setting, and like I just dig in. Like I. It's awesome. So much respect to Jesse and having some time just looking at that shit. People spend some time making that. Dude, yeah, make that little, I made a little comic book that uh, you got. And like yeah, putting man. it there was like a task. So <laughs> yeah, man. Like much respect. So yeah, was, we're going to read the comic and uh, actually next episode we're, we're going to talk about it. So you already yeah. picked up uh, issue number two. Oh, yeah. What's the name of your pocket? Uh, your uh, your pocket. That's my next question. I was gonna ask you, but what's the, web- what's the name of the of the comic? Oh, the comic is Lizard Heads. Uh, it was something we were doing years ago. This is not like like I told Jesse. We were talking about it, and it came up, and it's like y'all want to talk about it. That's cool, but it's like an it's an old dead project. If you if you do cover it, I'd like to be on the episode to kind of like talk about the process that went into making that. Okay. Uh, we only did two issues. Now, 
Jerome, the artist, the guy, like, he does all the artwork. All the artwork and everything you see there, that's all him. The line work, the coloring, the inking, he did all of it. I did the writing. I did the writing, I did the, the dialogue, and I did some of the letter, most of the lettering. Uh, not by hand. I used programs and stuff like that and bought fonts and things like that. Like it's, it gets technical. You got to buy the fonts and you're, you're doing lettering and you're sizing them. And it was a lot of work went into that. And I'm proud of the two issues, no matter how good or bad they may be. You know, it's my, you know, me and his work together that we put out there. And uh, it was a good time, but it's done. Uh, now, if you want to find me, it's uh, who's next gaming.com. Uh, it's where my podcasts and stuff are at who's next gaming and, uh, losing lives. And then I also do a offshoot podcast called movie. So bad. They're good. Uh, we just released a Friday, the 13th episode where we covered the whole series from the first movie to the last. And so if y'all wanting to check that out, we dropped that on Friday, the 13th of this month. So, um, I have those there and, uh, that comic is lizard heads. It's on comiXology. If anybody listening is interested in, in reading it, there's two issues. So you will be left with a cliffhanger that never gets resolved. <laughs> but <laughs> but on the episode, when y'all do it, I'll tell you where that story was going. Because we had, we're very ambitious. And that was the problem with that comic. Because um, we had planned out like 20, 30 issues. I had outlines, detailed arcs. Like we talked a lot about that and had like backstory set up and all types of shit. So, um, a lot went into it and I, I think Jerome might pick it up again. I don't think he's going to continue that story though. He's going to do something else, something different, but with those characters. So, um, uh, he's at 86, 86 printing and, um, dead lizard artists, I think is his other Instagram. So if you want to check that out, work you can check that out there too awesome man i'm on the website the website's uh who's next gaming.com is pretty awesome you have a lot of information a lot of links to go different places and check out all your different content my favorite content of yours uh and i tell you this every time is those instagram clip videos or igtv uh videos of yeah. you doing um the craziest shit in games Thank so you. whether that's battling bosses, you know, in uh, in Sekiro, or if that is, um, you know, sneaking by ghouls and death stranding, I really yeah. appreciate those videos. So keep them coming. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm going to do a Cuphead run and do some videos on that too. So uh, I'm planning to do that. I wish I could play Cuphead with you, uh, two player, uh, remotely. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it could for some reason, but no, no, you're right. It's just two players there. Next time you come down here, man, if if you happen to come down here again, we'll do a, a cuphead run for sure. I'll, I'll let you fight the devil. We'll at least get that. I'll let you see <laughs> the people together. So, yeah. You fight well, Aaron, with it's been the another devil. week. Sorry. <laughs> it's been another week. Uh, let's hit it. Next week, guys. I don't know. <laughs> What would, what's going to go on Tuesday's my butthole surgery so we can maybe do Star Wars review Sunday or Monday I got my tickets for Thursday so uh, after that I should be able to record the following week um, but I'll try and get a, an episode out Monday uh, and review Star Wars I, I don't know if Jesse's going to see it probably not he didn't see the last one so 
Seth, have yeah. you seen it this weekend? I don't know if you're muted, Seth, but and I, I'm unmuted. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, I've got a lot of like stuff going on for Christmas with the the family and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think I'm going to see it. Uh, I'm gonna try and catch it in theaters, but definitely not this weekend, though. All right, I'll figure it out. Anyways, we love you guys. We'll see you next time. Seth, I'll have you on with Jesse. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll do not. Yeah, we'll do it in like two more weeks. Um, hey, but cool. I'll coordinate. Maybe you guys can play some more fighting games and you can beat them some more so you can talk about it. But we love <laughs> you guys. We'll see you next time. Ta-ta.